Father, thank you very much for Gail. Father, thank you for her faithfulness for CCF, Father, um, and her motherly care for the church here and the people in it. Father, thank you for what she's prepared to share for us today. We pray that it will be a word in season for those here. In your name, Amen. Okay, so when God gave me this word, I really didn't want to give it. Um, and a little battle went on, a little conversation. No, God, I can't say that. I'm not going to say that. I don't want to say that. But I think God's got a sense of humour because he reminded me of Jonah <laughs> and what happened. And I hate putting my head under the water. I'm petrified, so I thought, right, I better obey. <laughs> so I've been really challenged and I hope at least one person here will be spoken to through it this morning. So when I started to prepare, um, God reminded me of a book, I'd totally forgotten about it, that I had for my boys when they were little. Um, and we managed to track it down. And so I brought it. And I don't make any apologies this morning for bringing a, a storybook because Jesus used stories all the time in the Bible to get his point across. So it's called The Mixed Up Chameleon. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to give you a very quick summary. So a chameleon is going through life, um, changing colour, catching flies when he's hungry, everything's going fine until he comes across a zoo. And he sees all the lovely animals in the zoo and all their gifts and he starts wanting what the animals have got. So he wants to be white and big like the polar bear, he wants to be um, handsome like the flamingo, so it goes on and his wishes come true and he even wants to be like people and goes on and on. He wants to be like a, um, a giraffe so he can see from afar. I can identify with that. He wants to be like a fish who can see. I can identify with that. Um, lots of things. Anyway, he becomes all the things he's wished for. And suddenly he feels very hungry, a fly comes along and he can't catch it. In the words of the book it says he couldn't because he was a little bit of this and a little bit of that and he was basically mixed up. So then he wished that he was himself again. And um, So why have I brought this? Well, to me that is a picture of what we can be like. Well, I can be like. That desire to be like somebody else or to have what they have. And um, maybe it's their appearance, their personality, their possessions, their lifestyle, their relationships, maybe even their spiritual gifts. But there's a word in the Bible for it and it's called to covet. It's been a problem since time began. God put Eve in the Garden of Eden with everything she could wish for. But she ended up eating of the fruit of the tree. Why? Because the serpent told her she'd become like God. And you only have to go to a toddler group to see how early in life it starts. <laughs> You'll see children taking toys off other children until they see something else and then they take that and so it goes on. And you know what? 
it doesn't change a lot really, we just get good at hiding it most of the time. So one of the main causes is comparing. Um, I've got to confess that when I first got married, I used to compare my husband to all the other wonderful men in the fellowship. Somebody once, somebody once told me that I had to stop comparing. <laughs> and, you know, I've done it, I still do it. And we live in an age where it's never been easier with social media. We're constantly looking at people's lives, how wonderful they are. People never put the bad things up. They just always put everything that's wonderful. And we look at it and what happens? We become dissatisfied with our own lives. So what does God say about it? Well, it's so important to God that he included it in the Ten Commandments. Um, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 17, it says, You shall not covet your neighbour's house, you shall not covet your neighbour's wife, or his manservant, or maidservant, his ox, or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbour. Now, I know nothing about Greek, but one of my sons informs me that the word used in that verse is the same as the verse about Eve looking at the tree. So, God is basically saying, don't do it. And he's saying that because he loves us, not because he's being harsh. Because he knows that doing it damages our lives and can sometimes damage our relationship with others. So, what can we do about it? Well, Paul seemed to have found the answer in Philippians chapter 4, verse 10, in the message translation, it says, I have learned by now to be quite content whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much, with much as with little. I've found the recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. The word learned in that suggests that it's something that has to be worked at. It doesn't just happen overnight, it takes effort on our part. I love the bit at the end where it says, I can make it to anything in the one who makes me who I am. So, firstly, we need to be content with who we are, with who God's made us. You know, it's so easy for us to see the giftings in other people, but we really struggle to see it in ourselves somehow. I don't know why that is. And we've got to realise that God hasn't made a mistake when he made us the way we are. In Psalm 139, um, these are some words from God, or from the writer, um, from the Passion Translation. And it says, you saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd even seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. So, 
we have to learn to embrace who we are. I think the greatest earthly example we have is the Queen. We've just been thinking a lot about the Queen. You know, she embraced her calling. It came out of the blue, but she just embraced it and she did it to the best of her ability. And there must have been many mornings when she woke up and thought, I really don't want to do this. But she did it. She got on with it. I was listening to UCB the other day, UCB radio, and a man was speaking and he said, the greatest advice he feels that he's given his children is take your own role in life seriously. So the other thing is that we need to thank God for what we have. Look at what we have and not what everybody else has, but what we have and be thankful for it. Um, I was once going through a really difficult time in my life and I was feeling very down and um, I was given some advice and that was every day when you get up, thank God for three things. At first I struggled with that but then I got used to it and I got into the way of it and you know what, something just happened inside me. It changed everything. There's something about being thankful. And um, I saw a quote the other day and it said, happiness is not about getting all you want, it's about enjoying all you have. And you know, if you, if you embrace each day and look for the blessings in it, and you're thankful something happens in your life. In the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, the older brother is enraged when he sees the party his father has thrown for him, for his wasteful son. All he can think about is how faithful he's been and how his father has never thrown a party for him. And what are his father's words to him? My son, you are always with me, by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. And the Father is a picture of God, and that's what God is saying to us. You know, life can be hard sometimes, and it's so easy to look at other people and see their lives, but this is the life God has chosen. And he's made us the way he intended us to be. So going back to the chameleon, um, God has given the chameleon the amazing ability to change colour. He's also the only animal whose eyes can move independently. So when trying to catch food, that is a real asset. And when the chameleon does put its tongue out to catch a fly, its tongue moves twice as fast as the fastest car. That is unbelievable. But the chameleon somehow didn't seem to grasp that. He was just looking at the things all the other animals had. God provided the fly to meet its needs. But it was so messed up wanting what others had that it couldn't receive it. God has so much for us. 
He wants to bless us and use us. He knows what we need and he knows what's best for us. So we have to choose today, like that chameleon, to be happy with who God intended us to be and with the life he's chosen for us. And if we make the first move, God is more than ready to help us and give us the strength we